This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. Welcome back to the Knowledge of Wharton podcast. I'm Rachel Kipp, Associate Editorial Director of the Knowledge of Wharton website. We're here today with Wharton Marketing Professor John McCoy, and he's going to talk to us about the research he's done about the wisdom of the crowd. John, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Now, the power of the crowd or the power of the crowds to make predictions or tell make recommendations has gained a lot of wide acceptance in the past couple of years. Can you talk a little bit about how this has developed and where it's being used these days? Certainly. Um, so certainly many, many companies, for instance, are using internal prediction markets to try and get a handle on, uh, you know, what are good ways of uh, sort of drawing on the wisdom of, of all of the employees, for instance, um, or government agencies are using the crowd to make good economic or geopolitical forecasts. And what would you say are some of the limitations of using the wisdom of the crowd? I'm not sure that there's sort of limitations of using the wisdom of the crowd per se. I think the limitations perhaps are in some of the current methods for extracting wisdom from the crowd. So, for instance, many of the current methods before we did our work sort of assume, for instance, that often the majority is wrong or assume that it's easy to tell almost immediately who in the crowd is correct, whereas, in fact, it's often not the case. Your research proposes a new way of using the wisdom of the crowd. You talk about instead of using the most popular answer, using the what you call the surprisingly popular answer. Can you explain? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so if you think about doing something like majority vote, what you're doing is just taking the, the most popular answer, right? You're taking the most frequent answer that people give. We say instead that the right thing to do is to take what we call the surprisingly popular answer. So the idea is that crucially you want to ask the crowd for two bits of information, not just for their own answer, but also for their predictions about the answers of other people in the crowd. And then taking the surprising popular answer just means look at both the actual vote frequency, but also the predicted vote frequency, and choose the answer where the, act- where the actual vote frequency exceeds predicted vote frequency. So maybe I can give an example. That would be great. So consider a simple factual question like, uh, is Philadelphia the capital of Pennsylvania? Right? So the correct answer is, is no, the, the, the capital is actually Harrisburg. But many people think yes, right? Because Philadelphia is a large, popular city. Most people know about Philadelphia. So when you actually ask a crowd of people, as we did with MIT students, only about a third of the crowd gets the correct answer, no. We can also look look at the crowd's predictions about what people in the crowd will do. So if you ask everybody in the crowd to predict what fraction of people answer no, the crowd thinks that only 23% of people answer no. And so our method says, select no, the correct answer, because even though it's not the most popular, only 33% of people endorsed it. It's the most surprisingly popular. 33% is far more than the prediction of 23%. So how would companies have to adapt what they're doing now to adhere to this? Right, so absolutely. So some companies at the moment are doing things like simple majority vote or sort of weighting, say, votes by confidence. Other companies are using things like prediction markets. And so he has a very simple method where you just ask, say, a group of employees for their own answers to some questions, some market forecast, say, and you ask them to make predictions about their colleagues. And then you simply combine these two pieces of information. And one of the nice things is that it's sort of got far greater scope than a lot of the things that, that companies are currently doing. So if I'm a big company using a prediction market, I'm very limited with respect to the kinds of questions that I can ask. Because, for instance, I've got to immediately be able to pay off people with respect to did this event happen or not happen, did this product sell or not sell. With our, with our method, you don't need anything like that. All you need is answers, predictions, you can immediately apply it. And I also think that it brings in the idea of whenever someone asks us a question, I think we're not just trying to get the right answer or the answer that we think is best, but you're also trying to think about who's asking me and what do they want to hear. And it seems like this model kind of brings that into play a little bit more. Yeah, to some extent. Certainly one of the nice things is that you can use the two inputs to this model, people's own answers and their predictions about the answers of other people, to in sort of clever ways incentivize them to tell the truth. So by combining these two pieces of information, even if I don't know the right answer, I can also incentivize people to give the Give, give what they see as the true answer without them sort of taking into account these other, other factors you were talking about. 
Now, does this research also have implications for, for example, recommendation engines or for and for another example, I mean, social media platforms, especially these days, want you to, to ask your friends for recommendations. They want to kind of leverage your network to help out with problems that you have or if you want suggestions of where to eat. Can you sort of apply that in this area too? I mean, I think certainly more broadly, people should be thinking about sort of what other people think or prefer rather than just what they think or prefer. The sort of very specific method doesn't have, you know, doesn't have direct application in that context. What lessons are there here for industries that want to incorporate more crowd wisdom into whatever they're doing? I think one big lesson is that actually the crowd's a lot smarter than many people give it credit for. So, so as you said earlier, there's been sort of increasingly interest in, in the wisdom of the crowd. But our method says there are a whole bunch of questions that you would normally have thought the crowd would get wrong because the majority gets it wrong. But with sort of smart, sort of sophisticated methods, even in those cases, the crowd often knows the correct answer. So part of the takeaway for, for these industries is, you know, while your employees actually know a lot if you put them together, and if you use methods like ours, you can extract their wisdom. And what are some future lines for your research? Yeah, so I'm doing a whole bunch of work to follow up on this, on this sort of surprisingly popular idea. So one of the things I'm doing is just sort of applying it in other kinds of contexts. So in a lot of the original work, for instance, we sort of assumed that there were, you know, one, two, three sort of correct answers to this one, two, three answers to this question. Now I'm really interested in applying to sort of continuous quantities. So can you predict with me things like what's the price of gold going to be? Um, I'm also interested in doing work uh, applying this to predicting um, product purchases. So I ask you, do you like some particular product? Do you think your friends will buy this particular product? And using those two pieces of information, t- information together, do a better job of predicting what products will actually sell. Uh, I'm also interested, for instance, in the psychology of how people are actually making these answers and these predictions. So a bunch of work in the lab trying to get at sort of the mechanisms behind this. Great. John, thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. You can find all of Knowledge at Wharton's articles, podcasts, and more on our website, which is knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. You can also find all of our podcasts on Apple Podcasts or your other favorite podcasting app. And if you like what you hear, please leave us a review. It really does help like-minded folks to find the show. Thanks for listening. For more insight from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. 